Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. One, two, three, four. And let's head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. And our friend, the Cardinal right-hander, Adam Wainwright, joins us from New York City this morning. And we always appreciate your time, sir. Good morning. How's it going? Doing great, Randy. How are you? Everything's good. Hey, I, I got to ask you, and everybody wants to know, how much fun was it the other night pitching on that mound, pitching in that game? That was fun. It, it's always fun in New York. You know, the fans let you know right away that you're very loved and they missed you and they couldn't wait to see you again. And <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, we like, you know, returning that love. I, I loved your line, and we were actually talking to Nick Davis. He put together the 1986 30-for-30, uh, 30 30, and he he's a huge Mets fan. He loved your line after the game about the Mets fans wanting a little nostalgia from 06. Yeah, yeah, that that, that was uh, that's one of my, my rare comedic moments that uh, that I'm proud of. You know, the um, seemed to seemed to hit. hit people right where it hurt you know it seemed seemed to i've just gotten a good reaction from the media here and from fans here and they just kind of look at me now and just drop their head and go uh (laughs) is exactly what i was going for (laughs) yeah it's a love-hate relationship bueno i'm I'm sure so a, a great win for your team last night you wake up this morning you're in possession of that second wild card spot and everybody on your team wants to make the playoffs of course but as i'm watching the game last night and there's shots of the dugout and i'm seeing your team going nuts as you're putting up runs. I keep looking at Nolan Arenado who is so into this. So how badly does he want this? Because this is what he came to St. Louis for, for moments like this and for a chance to get into the postseason and win a World Series. That's right. And that's why that's why all of us are playing. But, you know, if you play as long as Nolan has, I think he's been in the postseason one time. Um, but, you know, a player like that with a career like that, he just wants to get those big moments so bad. He just wants to be in the thick of things and in the postseason, and and that's what we all want. And so we're going to try to deliver it for him. And a lot of young guys have never won big games here, and and uh, they've never. Somebody, I think, I think I was talking to Lars Newtbar the other day, and he was just like, he was talking to Tommy Edmund. He was like, "You've been in the NLCS. Wow, that's really cool." And I was just thinking, "Yeah, the NLCS. That's cute. You know, whatever." So. Uh, <laughs> We we uh, we know that we've played good ball lately, and that's how that's how we were capable of playing all along. We know that we just got to keep it up, and not get comfortable now that we're we're, we're tracking towards where we're, our goal is. But we can't get comfortable. We got to keep playing good. We're going to play against some really tough teams coming up again, and so 
we got to bring everything we got. Hey, Wayno, has the rotation been set up so that you would go either on the last Sunday of the season if you need it or a wild card game if you have it clinched? I know the, the manager and the pitching coach are thinking that far ahead, but are you aware of how your spot in the rotation shapes up? Yeah, I'm going on uh, normal rest the whole year, so um, no off days. No off days for the old guy, and that's fine. That's just how I want it. You know, it's it's nice to feel important and feel like I've, you know, I'll be pitching big games, and and they want me out there. That's something that uh, is very special to me. So my math has you available for that last Sunday or the wild card game. Does your math have, shape up that way too? That is correct. Okay, good. And how much would it mean for you to be able to pitch in a wild card game at Dodger Stadium? <laughs> That would be pretty fun, and the whole world would expect us to go over there and get whooped, which is exactly how I like it. Um, so, but we got to get there first. You know, I, I'm not thinking about that just yet. That would be fun, but I've got I've got four other starts before that that are three or four. I don't know how many that are uh, the most important starts of my life. So. Um, We'll worry about those first, and when we get to the other one, we'll be ready for that. Our friends at, friends at Fangraphs right now have the Cardinals with a 31.9% chance to to make the playoffs. That's up from the three or four of a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, amazingly, still below the Reds the last I looked. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, so uh, that is also how I like it. Um, <laughs> with expectations, not not our chances, but with expectations being low. Um, it, it doesn't. I don't. I don't really know what we need to do or have to do or, or why the. They just must not like you know gooey butter cake or something. I don't know what the deal is, but um, we're gonna just show up and and worry about ourselves and not worry about what those knuckleheads at Fangraphs think about us. And and we're gonna go out there and and, and play with, you know, an intensity that that uh, September and October deserves. Adam, speaking of that ten- intensity, a moment that we saw in the broadcast last night was Yachty and Daniel Ponce de Leon having a bit of a heated moment in the dugout. And we don't we don't know what the issue was or what was happening there. But as I'm watching this go down, I'm thinking tensions are, are really high. You guys are in a fight for a playoff position and you guys are such heated competitors. And you and Yachty or Molina have been in this since the beginning together. And you've been in those high pressure moments. And I'm just curious if you and Yachty, because Randy and I were talking about it and we can't remember ever seeing a moment like that or being privy to a moment like that. But I'm wondering if you guys have ever had a disagreement like that before. Sure we have. And and uh, I'll tell you this right now, there's there's 26 guys or 28 or however many guys are in there now um, that are, are, like you said, fierce competitors that are, that are given everything they have out there. And, you know, if you have a, a, a disagreement of the same variety in May, it doesn't have the same sway as it does in, in September where you're a little more on edge or a little, you're a little more aggressive in, in your, in your talk and your movements and your, the way you're kind of going about things. And, and, uh, it happens, it happens more than the camera lets you know. Um, you know, that there's doesn't mean we don't love each other. It just, it just means that, that, uh, that you're, that you care and that you, you want it, you know? And so, um, a moment like that, People might be looking. Oh, they're fighting amongst each other, but but really, what it is 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 just two guys that really care, and uh, 
that really, really want to get the job done. And, and Daniel was disappointed in the way he pitched. And Yachty was disappointed in the way Daniel pitched. And, and, and Daniel was disappointed and, and Yachty was disappointed. But Daniel wanted it really bad and Yachty wanted it really bad. And that happens, happens a lot. And, uh, you know, we'll hug it out and move on to the next game. And, you know, if it happens again, it happens again. But it doesn't and doesn't. But we're going to try to win, I can tell you that. Adam Wainwright has seen a lot of great plays over the course of his career. Last night, that double play in the 10th inning was a jump-out-of-your-chair moment if you're sitting at home. I'm sure it was a jump-off-the-moment bench for you if you're not already in the front row. That was some double play, wasn't it? That was, and if Goldie doesn't win the, the Gold Glove this year, I'll be so disappointed because he is uh, he is so good over there. He's so heady. He just makes those smart plays all the time. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, guys might tag first right there and throw the ball to second, got that guy in a rundown, or try to tag him at second. But then, you know, the runner on third would have been would have been free to to run home, not as a force play anymore. And and I don't know, they just. There was just so much about that play that he did in the moment, reacting like that, where he knew he was what he was going to do right away if the ball was hit to him, and and that's that's something that that's hard to teach. You know, those are just good baseball instincts, and he has some of the best instincts I've ever seen on a baseball field. He's a great base runner too. That you know, people don't understand a lot of times how how incredibly smart of a baseball player Goldie is. We know he's talented, but even sometimes it catches us off guard. Like, wow, that guy. I think Carpenter was talking to me last night, and he said, you know, I've never seen Goldie make an out on the base pass before. Like, he just, he's very good in-game, in-the-moment decision maker, and that's something that you can't teach sometimes. Adam, we wanted to talk to you about fantasy football for a second. You know, Randy and I are participating in your big league, Impact League, and, um, Matt Holliday joins our afternoon show, The Fast Lane, every week. He's part of their team. And they're in a competition here at the station with our other morning show down the hall at 105.7 The Point, The Rizzuto Show. And the loser of that competition has to get shot in the butt with an airsoft gun. So The Fast Lane was relaying this to Matt Holliday, and they asked him if he had experience with that at all. And he brought your name uh-huh. up. So we wanted to play this for you and get your reaction. Here's what Matt Holliday said about you on The Fast Lane. We were in uh, Florida, and I have this uh, Navy SEAL friend. They were doing one of their deals where they, you know, before they go on a mission, they, they practice missions. They were in Florida and Fort Lauderdale, and we drove down from Jupiter to watch them do this kind of extraction exercise in downtown Fort Lauderdale, and they, they fill the buildings full of, of actors or people that volunteer to be shot by the SEALs with these fake rubber, I, I guess kind of like paintball-type situation. My friend, who's the master commander of one of the SEAL Team 6 Dutch, is like, hey, you want to you wanna shoot this gun? I was like, sure. And, and I was like, can I shoot Adam? And Adam's like, no. And I'm like, come on, just turn around and take it. Just turn around and take one. And he's like, and Dutch, my, my buddy's like, it doesn't hurt that bad. So I shot him right in the butthole, and it left like a bruise at the top of his butthole that kind of split his cheeks. He had that for a while, and he's like, that really does hurt. I was, I was about 10 to 15 feet away, so it was, uh, it was one of the thrills of my, my life. So, Adam, now that you know that was one of the thrills of Matt Holiday's life, your response. <laughs> yeah. He was not 10 to 15 feet away either. He's giving himself way too much credit. I would not have let him shoot from that far away. <laughs> it was probably three feet away, and he smacked me right, he did, right in the, in the booty. And uh, that thing left a mark for a month, I'm telling you. And it's, it's a rubber bullet, 
and those that it's it's amazing. And yeah, okay, all right. First, first, first things first. Yes, it stung like the Dickens. It stung like a hornet got me. Um, uh, secondly, watching those seals do that. So we were up on the top of a building watching that they would land on helicopters. And the, the mission was that they had a, a hostage at the top of the building that they had to go in, take all the bad guys out and extract. Right. And these guys are, are not just standing there, letting them shoot. They're trying to, to shoot the seals too. And, and they have, uh, the bullets let you know that there's a, I think there's a, like a paint spot on it so that when they get shot, they know they can't, you know, you can't just be running around with paint all over you. And they know you're, you're, once you get shot, you're supposed to go down and stay down, not you know try to become some kind of hero or whatever. Watching them take that down was amazing from the top of the building, but I got real froggy in the beginning of that, and I said, hey, what are the chances that I can go in there and try to take these seals down too? And then Trevor Rosenthal goes, oh, yeah, I could get them too. I could get them. And so he comes back. And he's like, you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, they ain't getting me. I'm going to get three or four of them. And, and and then the commander comes over and goes, hey, man, listen, you would you would die in there in the first five or ten seconds, no doubt. We would, we would not let you shoot us. But if you want to go in and kind of see how they do it, then follow me. And so they put all these things on us, and me and Trevor got to go into the building and help not help. We watched them take it down and they were zigzagging and diving and rolling and they'd come out of those helicopters and, and roll and smoke go everywhere and then they'd run in the building and then they would they would take room by room down like systematically with, with like this incredible process and and watching them do that was just the most professional thing I've ever seen in my life and they all they got through that whole building with everybody shooting bullets all over the place and they didn't they didn't get one seal hit and they killed every bad guy and they took the guy out and, and you can tell those actors, they, they follow these seals around to do this. They were so ticked that they didn't get anybody. It was just so fun. And I'm so glad. And I'm so thankful that we have such amazing people working for us like that around the world that are helping save our hostages around the world, because these guys are just studs, man. But my, my, to answer your question, yes, my butt cheek was sore for a month. <laughs> very, very well said. Great story. Adam, it was week one in the Big League Impact Fantasy Football League, and both of our teams struggled. We were victimized by the inefficiency of Aaron Rodgers in the first game, and we both had about the same amount of points. We had 109. You had, you had 107. Who victimized you? Well, originally I had a lineup in there with – totally different people, but I was just looking at it, and I'm like, you know what? I mean, hey, Adams, it's going to have a huge day today, even though I didn't know if Lattimore was going to play or not, but I'm like, you can't cover that guy, and A-Rod is the MVP, and he's he's back to prove he, you know, he's ready to go to a different team or whatever, but he's he's going to be out to prove himself, so I went with, with, with Adams, and he, he didn't do what we thought he was going to do. Um, and then... Uh, my running backs just, you know, just didn't perform. My, my, you know, they're kind of a, I don't know. I'm not sure anybody really performed, honestly. I mean, I, I had a whole bunch of guys in there that just did all okay. And that is not how you win that thing, man. I, you gotta, you gotta be on your game. So I think my whole lineup was kind of the victim or I was the victim of my whole lineup actually. And, and 
and I just picked the wrong dudes, I guess. But it was a weird week. You know, it was a it was a week that um, some teams showed up, and I, I think there was like five underdog teams on the road. One right outright, and, and a bunch of underdog teams won at home, and and it was just uh, it was a week of crazy football. But man, there were some good teams that showed up, and some some prizes that that Saints team looks great. Jameis Winston looked really good, and. And uh, the, the, that Arizona team looked really, really good. It's going to be fun. Well, Adam, we know who did make all the right picks, and that's Lars Newbar, who we had on the show yesterday. And I uh, just want to let you know, he made sure to tell us and tell all of our listeners that he did, in fact, beat you this week in fantasy football. So just want to give you the heads up on that, that he's bragging on our airwaves. Oh, yeah. He beat me in the clubhouse league. I'm sure that's what he's talking about. Yeah. And, uh that one, that's that's kind of like birdie in the first hole, though. You know, I mean, it's all downhill from there. He, I told him, you birdie the first hole, what do you do the second hole? You usually double, right? So just consider yourself one over after two coming into this next week. You you would think that Adam Wainwright had watched Randy Carricker play golf. <laughs> that's, that's a story of my life, Adam. Yeah, we try not to think like that, but we just, you know, we're not pros, Brent. We, we know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. Hey, there's so much great stuff happening with Big League Impact and the Fantasy Football League being underway. Uh, what else is, is going on? I know people can still get the, the gear when they go to bigleagueimpact.org and get the, the Adam Wainwright cap and things like that. We do have a lot of gear in our in our website right now. Good shirts. and I'll tell you, the shirts and sweatshirts are some of the most comfortable things I've ever put on. we got some really cool hats on there. Um, but we're really proud of the people that we're working with, too. With the Food for the Hungry, St. Louis Public Schools, Crisis Aid, Women's Shelter, Crisis Aid Outreach Program, Operation Food Search, Love 146, which is an anti-trafficking organization in Houston. They're, those are the organizations we're working with right now. And so all the when you go to our store and buy stuff and when you, when you join in Bigly Impact or donate now, a lot of the, the money you give is going directly to help those great charities. So um, just want to say thanks for the people who joined our fantasy league. Just want to say thanks for the people who donated. Thanks for people who are listening right now or considering uh, joining in with us. But we're doing a lot of really cool things and uh, feeding a lot of people. We're helping a lot of people in school, helping a lot of women who uh, have been just drugged through the mud, basically, in, in some really bad places. And, uh, yeah, so we're doing all that through the world of fantasy football and through our cool one light store that has lots of great stuff. And we'd love for everybody to go in there and check it out. And we love what you do for St. Louis and for the world with Big League Impact. Adam, always great to have you with us. Thanks so much for the time. Enjoy your last day in New York, and we'll see you here in St. Louis this weekend. Okay, thank you, guys. Take care. That is the great Adam Wainwright on 101 ESPN. And Chick-fil-A is proud sponsors of Wednesdays with Wayno on 101 ESPN. Don't forget that on Wednesdays, you can stop by your local Chick-fil-A and enjoy an ice-cold Sun Joy. That's their Arnold Palmer. Chick-fil-A donating a portion of the proceeds of Sun Joy Wednesdays to, to support Big League Impact through this baseball regular season. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had.
and in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.